Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 92.9thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, September the 10th. Good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you beautiful people in Riverdale. 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 All right, now. Yeah. That, 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 that is where the river pops up. That's why I brought it up there. The river pops right up from under the airport. Okay. Yeah. No, you're, I, somebody reminded you're... me of that this week. I was at I was at something and somebody Flint River pops up, you know, right, right behind other yeah. side of the airport. It, it runs under, underneath the airport. A lot of people don't know that there's a. River well, you there. keep telling us that when I mention a city like that. Yeah. Bring them just a little bit more. There was you see what we're listening to here. Yeah, man. Okay, little Marvin and Tammy Marvin Terrell. And Tammy. But that song is also featured amongst many others that you know. In Guardians of the Galaxies. Okay. Played that. Well, both of them. As a matter, well, not both of them. All three or four of them they got. Have you ever seen one of those? Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy movies? Mm-hmm. You like yeah. those? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mentioned that because our next guest was one of the casting directors. Ah. For that. There's okay. a reason for that. Bringing that And, and I've already mispronounced her name twice. Oh, no. And she laughs at me. And that's, you know, as well she should. Uh, <laughs> Desa, good morning. Hi. Good and, morning. And 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 now I want I want to welcome her on here now Sam. Yeah. This is um I want to see it. See cuz she's got one of those names when you write it out it's pronounced differently than how you say it. Yeah. So I always struggle with it because I don't say it that often. And we got to come up with a nickname That's for her. You don't write it out. Well, I write it out but I can't it's it's like that whole Patrick Wah thing in Roy Rogers. Okay. You know, I got to think of a younger Roy. <laughs> I can't think of nobody with that. Desa Worthen. Yeah. Worthen. Deisha Wathen. Wathen, see? Like deja vu. Yeah. Anyway, go. she is a – and listen, I've been I've been working with her for – how long have we been doing this? About six, seven years, right? Yeah, I think so. You and I – since you started, for the most part, I reached out to you when I first heard about you to get you on the casting call. Mm-hmm. So she has been doing this – Sam, let me just tell you some of the stuff that she's done. She did – going back – we were talking about The Rock earlier. Yeah. She did Ballers. She was a part of Ballers. Okay. She was a part of Brockmire. Okay. That show. Yeah. She's part of Fast and the Furious 7. She's part of uh, Love Thy Neighbor, All Eyes on Me, a movie we talk about that Larry Tinsley was in, Hidden Figures. Okay. She did that one, The Originals, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, The Walton's Homecoming. Whoa. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxies, Legacies, um, and Gotham Knights okay. recently. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, Daisy has done a number of things. So, this is how this happened. 
uh, during the pa- uh, during the strike, I had been in touch with the casting directors just to see how they're doing, and and, and some I talked to more than others. You know, I talked. Patrick's calling me all the time. He his whole deal during the during the strike was he made money by selling his Bulldogs tickets. You okay, know, every, there you go. everybody hey. found ways to right. to to you know make ends meet. Now I talked to Desa, and she tells me about how she made it through, and then she tells me this story, and I'm gonna just leave it for you because. You knew that I did this, and I was doing sports talk radio, and obviously we're talking football on here, and you proceed to tell me what you did during the strike. Would you please tell the folks this story? Hi. Okay. Well, um, I was sitting at home a lot, not working, and I started rescuing kittens. Um, It just came about people were finding bottles, like kittens that needed bottle fed, so I started feeding them. And since I work in the film industry, um, I was constantly looking up and seeing what was filming around here, and I found casting call for um, the Puppy Bowl. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, for the Super Bowl. So it turns out all of my kittens got hired to be the halftime performers on um, this year's Puppy Bowl. Did you hear that? Say that. She she provided the kittens, or will provide the kittens. That's going to be because you know that's one of the biggest alternative programming to the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, is the Puppy Bowl, right? Right. right. <laughs> and they got to have a halftime show, so they bring on kittens. I never even I didn't think about where you would find a where you'd find the puppies, but b where you find kittens. And getting kittens that'll do what you tell them. Thank to do. you, thank you. That's oh, they're, yeah. they're, they're not exa- <laughs> they're, they're, they're not exactly renowned for that. So how did you do this? Yeah, really. How many did you get, and how did you corral them to making these people who are hiring you feel confident that these these kittens would work? You're making some magic. So I think on the show we brought on around 20 kittens to the actual show, um, and I got to be there as a kitten wrangler. Kitten wrangler. Um, I love that. But how I ended up getting them is I went to some local animal shelters in the area, and I said, you know, what are the youngest kittens you have? And they showed me what, it's not officially death row, but it's the kittens that are too small to be adopted that are, like, the closest to being euthanized. Oh, and they were like, how many would you like to save? So instead of saying, like, oh, maybe five, I said, give me all of them. Oh, whoa. So I took home about close to 30 kittens. Most of them got to be on Kitten Bowl. Um, you know, people always so make jokes. People, people make jokes about herding cats. Right. You, oh, yeah. you actually, you actually <laughs> do it. Cat herder. Oh, oh I did. I couldn't. When I they, heard, all, they all got adopted. I have one left. See, that's the, that's the payoff of the story. <laughs> there you go. Right? She didn't have to let them yes. you know, loose in Piedmont Park. She got people that went oh, out yes. and got them. So, this see, and the other thing about this is, now, I wouldn't have got cats. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. open because I'm one of these people that you know I'm a dog person. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm there watching the. I'm going. To, I'm going to walk the dog during the kitten halftime show. But, but still, you have got the heart the size of Montana for people who do this sort of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean, Sam? And I thought that was worthy of us bringing this on, and it has a connection to the Super Bowl because there's a lot of people. Once you know the people who don't normally care about the Super Bowl, they're going. I'm going to watch the Puppy Bowl. You know. Yeah. I just think that the counter-programming for that was worthy of us to bring her on to talk about. Hey, listen, if D-Led had something to do with the halftime show or somebody he knew, we'd bring him on, right? Yeah. For the regular game. 
So, hey, um, while I've got you here, my dear, by the mm-hmm. way, by the way, Desa, I now know your middle name because you sent me oh, your... Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to say yep. it, Brooke. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> what do you got coming up or what... Oh, wait, I can't ask her that. That's actually the other story, Sam, because I wanted her to come on and we talk about what she's doing, providing the kittens for the, for the puppy bowl. But here's a little something, and this is, I guess falls under the casting call umbrella. When I asked her what she had coming up, she couldn't talk about it. Because mm. much like I can't talk about some things, okay. we've got three other casting directors out there chasing the same project. And if she teases that she's got this one coming up, or Godfather 4 they're going to make, and she's, she's in the running for that casting, she can't talk about it here. Okay. Because somebody will get mad at her and not do that. We don't so want that happen. We have given her resume out there. But is there something, a little nugget to say that you'd like to, Desa, that you would like to give out to the prospective extras that are out there right now on the fence wanting to do these, uh, do some of these productions? Yeah. So it's basically, if you get on set, it's a great way to um, meet people and find out if you want to pursue like an acting career just to get on set. Um, we're doing a couple shows right now that we can talk about, and one is a Netflix show. Um, so if you're interested in checking that out, they can visit our um, our casting call website at apply.castingalltalent.com. That's where I will post all of my new casting calls coming so you, out. You can't tell any, give us an idea of what you're looking for, like restaurant scenes, are you looking for middle schoolers, are you looking for elderly people? What, can you not mention that just yet? You can let me know about it. So I can, I put can it on a casting little call. bit. So I know for the, um, for the Netflix one, we are looking for like fancy, well-to-do people and waiters. Okay. Um, and then end of March, we're going to be looking for some possibly military types and some computer techies. Um, so that'll come later in March, though. All right. Well, everybody just keep uh, keep going to the casting call. Casting All Talents is Desa. I really yep, do have to does. slow down when I say it. <laughs> I really do. Because, Why is that so hard? What, all right. D-A-S-H-I-A. <laughs> she, says, she says basically it's Desha. Is it, is I've it, said Desha, and I've got it wrong, and I said Desa, and so, you know, I just. <laughs> she says it's like Desha food. Yeah. But you right. can't yeah, say deja. I've been correct. <clears throat> I've been corrected when I say deja. No. Both y'all, both y'all are getting on me, and I don't like this. I brought this woman on. <laughs> We're talking about kittens here. Be nice. Anyway. <laughs> I love oh, wait, wait, I, 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 a couple I, of the kittens have football jerseys now, really? and they are at Super Bowl parties themselves. Really? Are you kidding me? Yeah, they went to some football fans. Are you now? Are wow. you? Are you still? Are you still? providing homes for for kittens? Yes. So this upcoming year, while I'm casting, I'm just going to constantly have, like, a couple kittens that are too small at the shelter. Um, so I'm just going to be bottle feeding and getting them adopted throughout the year. Look at this. I, I, got, I, ain't, <laughs> ain't, got a, I ain't a cat person, but let's help you out. How can people get in touch with you if they would like to uh, contact you about that? So on my website, my casting website, if they go to castingalltalent.com slash rescue, that is where I'll be posting updates on the kittens, which ones they're looking for homes. Um, I've got links to Puppy Bowl on there, too. All right. And listen, tomorrow, again, alternative programming to the Super Bowl, it's the Puppy Bowl. And do not walk out and get something to eat or drink during the halftime of the Puppy Bowl. You don't want to miss the cat. Because you don't want to miss Deja. We have, we have uh, Persher performing also. You have what? Because Usher's performing. 
Persher instead of Usher, who's performing <laughs> at the Super Bowl. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> yep. You just can't it's make this stuff up. Oh, man. You just can't make this up. got Evil Kit and Evil. <laughs> Give me some of these names again. What did you call it? Evil what? Evil Cat and Evil instead of Evil Knievel. <laughs> Come on. Give me any more. Um, there's a magician there. Those are, those are the big acts of the, of the kitty bowl. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can still watch both because it plays earlier in the day. So that's what a bunch of football parties I'm going to are planning on. Okay. Listen, this is this has been wonderful. I can't thank you. Listen, I can't thank you enough for getting up and being a part of the show. I hope people go and flood your website, go to your page, check it out. You got a bunch of cat lovers out there. And listen, people are gonna be buying presents all year long. Now that we're here in February here, moving forward, if they want to get somebody a kitten, they know who to go to. Yeah. Yep. We're gonna call that casting director. Casting all talents is uh where she's at. Uh I will be in touch with you soon. I look forward to getting this net project and all the others that you have on the casting call but thank now you s- oh, thank you so much no nah, listen I, I told you it'd be was it no see this was fun wasn't it yeah you were yeah you were worried weren't you oh this, this <laughs> yeah. is great fun <laughs> and she's gonna get herself a glass of wine and and watch her kittens tomorrow okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes have a wonderful day Deja. thank you thank you all right there you go I, and i really do i just feel like i need i can't say her name properly Deja brooke it's not Watham. How does she pronounce it? I just call her. I just call her Deja all the time. It's like those people you know forever, and you just use their first name, or you go, "Hey man, hey girl," and then you go, "What's, what's, what's that person's name?" You go, "I don't know. I just call him well, Hey see, man." See, you know, we yeah. all do that, and and I just you know talk to her somewhat regularly. But anyway, uh, the kitten bowl story I had to bring out here. We got another special guest, but it's a regular. He's got his own walk-on music. He's out at the game. D. Orlando Ledbetter will be joining us next. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. On this date, 1979, this was your number one song in the country, Rod Stewart. I was like, walk it right up there to the bridge there. I'd start 94. Anyway, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929 thegamecom He is probably chasing a story out there in California, and we're still efforting our guest. And we'll maybe see, we'll see if we catch up with him. Yeah, we'll see if we can get up with D Led, but he probably heard something this morning's going on. And, and he's and, out, out chasing, chasing the story. Got his, got his, <laughs> got his Chuck Taylors tied up tight. <laughs> We had it all week. I mean, there's, there's uh, so much that goes on during Super Bowl week, and we know how it was when it was here a few years back, and you know all the things that go on. I mean, Shaq's got his what is Shaq's Funhouse or whatever it is, a big big party he has and whatnot. So there, there are a lot of great. I think Gronk is having one of those too. He got one of those, and he's he's he, wasn't there like some kind of field goal thing where he's about to be kicking kicked in the field goal for a bunch of money or something like that. Maybe, I can't maybe. follow all of them, but I know he's got something connected to it. I think the funniest thing is the dude who plays for the 49ers girlfriend or wife is the woman who has designed oh, yeah. those jackets. Yeah, the that jacket. Taylor Swift. Swift is wearing for yeah. Kelsey on the other team. Yeah. She's made some money. Uh Aaron if, if, Andrews has made some money. Everybody's made money off League, this. League 350 million has been reported they made and all that. So, oh, I hear the lovely sound of Noel up there. Yeah. How yeah. you doing? You, you've been watching. You've been next- wrestling over there. We can we can tell you're ready to come on here. I know it. We've been missing you the whole show. I know, I know. Then I said something that's pricked my ears. I've had to cut my mic on. Okay. 
What was um, that? Kyle's Uchik's wife, and I can't. I want to say Christian. Christian Uchik. Yes. Christian Uchik. Yes. Um, I've seen three of her designs. The only one I did not like was Taylor Swift's, and ironically, that was <laughs> oh, the only. Whoa. Ironically, that was the only Louis Vuitton dress I did not like on Sunday. So that tells me that Taylor Swift helps design these clothes that she puts on. So I'm glad that she likes them. What you, what you talking about? You think she designed the coat or just yes. said, give me something? Just in general, yes. Well, see, that coat, I don't know. I think that was more out of necessity because she needed something big and warm. I mean, yeah, it was out of necessity, but you didn't need 1687s all over the jacket. I feel like that was that was Taylor. Okay. Oh, yeah, that part I absolutely <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Cause and like, her fans. Because the, the vest that she made, the Packers vest she made for Simone Biles was really nice. The uh, Letterman jacket she made for uh, Hutchison up there in, in uh, Detroit was really, really nice. It was she just, made that one? Yeah. Oh, please. I made my house is up on the phone. Ooh. On the phone. Well, apparently she got official license to use this stuff now. So uh, we're, we, all the ladies are hoping that we get some, some good quality, nice fitting things that we can afford on the on What the would you NPL like? Shop. What do you, That's what the would, catching part that you can yeah. afford. Yes. <laughs> well, what would you like something cool from as far as jacket, top, skirt, whatever? What would you like? Representing, I would imagine, the Falcons for you. Of course. All right. But what are you looking for? A good hat? A good, just something smooth, something that would be like standalone for most folks. Would it be a jacket? Would it be a hat? Would it be something else? What what article of clothing would it be? It would be a really cute two-piece jogging suit. Every woman wears a two-piece jogging suit everywhere. Okay. Just make me a cute one and put my logo on it. It's not that hard. All right. All right. Make me a cute one, put my logo on it, and don't make it three hundred dollars. That might be the tricky part. What, <laughs> that, yeah, what, 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 what color are you getting? What color are you getting it? Well, she oh, said it's be red and black. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. You know. <laughs> well, well, we'll go black. We'll go black and white with red accents. We'll do it the Glary Jan. We'll, we'll do it the, uh, the Jerry Glanville way. Are you an artist of any kind? Do you draw? Uh, I play bass and I sing and I write. See, nah, I'm jealous of that because those, <laughs> those are a couple things I wish I could do. The two I wish yeah. I could draw. Yeah. And I wish My I could sing. Draw. I wish I could sing, and, and can't do either. Yeah. But I'm saying, if you could draw, you could draw something out that outfit you just described. And you know, Sam knows some people. We can put it next to somebody; it might get it too. Oh, don't 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 have me get Pamela on it because Pam will whoop up. Will, will That's whip what up we're something. talking about. There we go. See, here, this is you got to think bigger. This is why I'm saying this. You know me. I walk on movie sets and TV sets. Sam walks in pretty much everywhere else. You give, me a, you, you give me a design of something, I happen to drop it outside of somebody's trailer, next thing you know, bing, bang, zoom, that movie star is wearing it. Then, Noelle blows up. That's something to think about. And she don't take our call. It doesn't get, yeah, we don't hear from <laughs> No, her. never, never. never. When I wake up, I always like, take Sam and Grace call when I wake up. I'm just saying, there's, there's opportunities <laughs> in this. There's a reason I, never walk, heard of them. I walk on sets with 92.9 The Game shirts, T-shirts, yeah, and have done that. Learned that long time ago. Never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 Game, 929Game.com. Do you have time to push one? If we give you a number here, will you throw that in there since we don't have D-Led? Can we hear from, uh, from uh, let's see, number 16? Yeah. Number 16. Um, and let us know when you got it. But one of the things that I am looking forward to when the because I really don't care that way uh, one way or the other about this, so I like seeing history. I like seeing greatness when it happens. And Patrick Mahomes will achieve something if he gets the win. Okay. Now, have you seen that stat that's out this week? I'm going to go to the sound in a second. Did you see that stat that's out this week? I just people have seen it. It's just crazy. 
when I saw this. And if he wins this game, the company that he's now keeping, there's only been six people in the history of American sports, American sports, right, that have won three championships and two MVPs in their first seven seasons, like Patrick Mahomes has been here, right? So if he wins, he'll join that group. Do you know who that group of, is made up of? Larry Bird and Bill Russell, Mickey Mantle, Stan Musial, Joe DiMaggio. Wow. And Guy Lafleur. Whoa. Whoa. Not Gretzky. Not Gretzky. Right. Guy Lafleur. Okay. Here's the crazy part about that. When I saw that, I was like, geez. And this is, it's, it's been discussed since it was unearthed a few days ago. A, did you notice I didn't mention any football players? Yeah. No NFL players have done this. Wow. I mean, how many guys have got four rings or three rings? You got Troy, you got Terry Bradshaw, and you got got Brady. You talk about in your first because usually quarterbacks come in and they work their way up to a Super Bowl. They don't get in Super Bowls that soon. Yeah, in total. Terry Bradshaw got four. He got no MVPs, I don't think. He got zero. Of course, he got 18 Hall of Famers on the teams he played on. But there are no NFL guys on here. And not only that, the stat is in their first seven seasons, you can make an argument that Patrick Mahomes has done this in six and a half because he didn't play all in that first one, right? Right. It was Alex Smith for most of that season or a, lot, a good bit of it. Anyway, that was, that was the stat. That was the thing that stayed with me when I saw this week. But Patrick Mahomes did obviously get in front of the media, and he had some things to say about this upcoming game. It's been a struggle throughout the season, and we've had to continue to get better and better, and that's what I've always preached. But I think the, some of the losses kind of forced us to, like, we have to continue to get better, and I think now it's just not being satisfied with getting there. I mean, it's, this is a great football team that we're going up against. It's going to take our best football, kind of like it's taken the last three weeks that we've played. And so we have to do whatever we can to prepare ourselves this week of practice and next week of practice to be ready to go. And I know it's Vegas, and it's a lot of fun, but for us it's, it's a business trip in, in the true sense, and we're going there to play a football game and, and try to find our way to win it. And I think that has to be the mindset uh, starting today. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I, I just marvel at what this guy has done so far. But at the end of the day, I keep thinking about how this happened. And you and I have talked about I, I came up with the analogy about coaches that have had to pivot in their careers to continue su- uh, achieving success. And, you know, I've used the, the um, Don Shula analogy, him switching from three yards in a cloud of dust to getting the golden arm and Dan Marino and changing how he, he coached Dick Vermeil going from how he coached in Philadelphia, taking all that time off and then coming back and, and coaching the greatest show on turf. And Andy Reid leaving Philadelphia after going to, I don't know, umpteen NFC championships but not getting it done, not closing the deal, goes to Kansas City. Nobody thought that it was going to be much success there. Gets Alex Smith and then pulls Alex Smith from an unproven it's, it's almost like what San Francisco did with Brock Purdy, with yeah. Mr. Irrelevant. Nobody knew what this young kid was, you know, coming out of Texas Tech was going to be like. So him doing that, putting his you-know-what, putting his reputation on the chopping block because you don't want to see another failure after what people were saying about Andy Reid when he left Philadelphia or, excuse me, pushed out of Philadelphia. And I just think this is, a, is an amazing job. From top to bottom, what's going on in Kansas City? So yeah. I'm enjoying the run. But just as impressive as what's happening with San Francisco, uh, because you talk about a team that's loaded with talent on, on both sides of the ball, but needed that quarterback to get things right. 
And due to having a rash of injuries, you end up having to put your third-string guy in, and he sticks. Mm. What are your chances of that? Your second string, maybe, but your third-string guy goes in and sticks. Brock Purdy, if he wins this game tomorrow, will be one of the most improbable stories, and it would just be fantastic to hear. As a matter of fact, they asked him this week, who are the other quarterbacks that were drafted ahead of him? Here's what he had to say. In the NFC Championship game, you guys beat up on the Detroit Lions. They have a wide receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown. Now, he's famous for knowing all the 16 wide receivers that got drafted before him. All right? There were eight quarterbacks that got drafted before you. Can you name them and what school they went to? No. No, I'm not. Yeah, I, honestly, I'm not that kind of guy. Um, I know a couple of the guys that got drafted before me, but I've never held a grudge for it or anything. I'm a believer that, you know, God has a plan for everybody, and, and I fell last for a reason. And so um, I've... I haven't held any grudges against other teams. It, it all happened how it needed to, and I'm blessed to be a part part of the 49ers. And those are his thoughts. Yeah. He, he's not looking he, back. He's not looking back. Why? He's looking, he's looking forward. Right? You know because, right? Hey, he never thought he'd need, have a need to remember him. Yeah. Right? But this is a dude who's he's, he's playing with house money, and he's going to get paid in a way that nobody saw happening. Um, so, yeah, it, it, that is a great story. Again, I, I want to see a great story. Of the great stories, I chose the one with Patrick Mahomes. But Brock Purdy, I'm cool with him getting it. I ain't got that much of a problem with, you know, Shanahan. I know that <laughs> Noelle does. She got a real – look at her. She's putting the thumbs down already. And there's a lot of people here that still got that bad taste in their mouth. Yeah, I want to see some history out of this game. And I'm going to get it either way. I mean, I mean the, the stage is kind of set for it, really. Yeah. Did you know this place, that Alliance Stadium, is like the smallest one in the NFL? Really? Not only is it the smallest one, yeah. Well, it's relatively speaking because it's still a stadium. But of the football stadiums that are in use right now, the pro football stadium, that is – somebody said that this week. This is the, That's the smallest of the bunch. But that so-and-so mayor – of Las Vegas. Did you hear what she did this past week? No. Basically telling Oakland they needed to find a way and go back to the A's, find a way to go back to Oakland. She had to backpedal on that. But she had a problem with, you want to believe the story and what was written, that where they had planned on building the stadium at one end of the strip. And it's, you know, it's just not convenient for folks getting around and people trying to get out there. This was in her mind. So she said, you know, because of that, they might want to think about trying to work things out and go back to Oakland. Wow. Think about that. Yeah. A mayor who just got a major league sports franchise to come to their city telling them, nah, go back and, you know, see if you can work things out at your old place. Yeah, you got you got the end. This would give them all four now. It would give them all four sports. Well, no, they don't have basketball. They get college, no. but yeah, they don't have basketball. So they got three of the four. Um, but we'll see. It just <sighs> I'm looking for. I really am looking forward to this tomorrow. Uh, have you been watching all this, the pomp and circumstance of this past week and what's been going on out there? Watching some. Saw the night that used to be the the media night that now is a three ring circus they have on Monday night where they bring the teams into the stadium. And, yeah, and you got tickets. People sitting up there, and I guess you can get some interviews that you can use and really make stories out of. I just know that that part of it. As a number of things have changed in Super Bowl week, but but that's they're cold know. out there. Yeah, that's what I've been enjoying. Because you get jealous not being in Vegas, but the weather has not cooperated. We know that California is about to become swampland, as you like to put it. It got yeah, so much really. rain going man, on out man, there. Trees fall. I talked with a friend of mine uh, yesterday that lives out in the Los Angeles area. He had a tree fall and barely missed their home. 
And uh, because, you know, it, it, you're not used to getting that kind of rain out They there. are not there, no. They're talking about a place that's not equipped for rain. I mean, they have just regular rain. The streets turn into rivers, and it, it, you know, in Southern California. I just worry about mudslides. And them yeah. houses on them hills, Yeah, you know, the ones on them stilts, too. Yeah, <laughs> and erosion. Yeah. I, that's a big part of my life right now. So beach, I'm thinking about beachfront. They end up actually on the beach, you know. <laughs> and you pay a lot. You pay a lot for that view to live there. That that's a you you know for that property. But my goodness, when something like this comes, woof. Yeah. Sam, did you know on this day was the first singing telegram delivered? Really? The first singing telegram. The postal uh, service in New York City. Delivered a singing telegram, and they actually chronicled it. Charlie Lucky Luciano was deported on this day. Whoa. Him and Meyer Lansky were uh, allegedly responsible for the five families. Um, and Tulane beat LSU on this date, 1969. Wow. They beat them 100 to 94. The significance of that, Pete Maravich scored 66 points for LSU, and they lost. Yeah. But yeah. he scored 66 in them floppy socks. Yeah, yeah. Do you think people really have a genuine appreciation for what this dude was as, uh, as time has gone on? You know what I mean? And, and there was no three-point no three shot at the time. Imagine him with a three-point shot. He killed everybody with yeah. a three-point shot. Is he, one of my favorite players of all time. And by the way, is he still the points leader in college basketball? Oh, that's a good question. And the crazy part about this is, I think he is. And he only played three years. Remember the guy was. <laughs> remember the guy was about to pass him, and he was trying to get into another game. So I think he's still. I think he's Pete still Maravich, after all this time, only playing three years at LSU. But 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 uh, Caitlin may pass him. Well, okay. Yeah. But yeah, he did this with no three point. I was line about to say, yeah, she gets she gets the benefit of that the benefit of that extra point. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, want to throw that out there. All right, we're going to wrap things up. We got John Fricky coming up after us, correct? Yeah, that's what I believe so. So we have got some unfinished business getting you ready on this day before Super Bowl Sunday. It's Sam and Greg, and by the way, we will be with you tomorrow morning. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Forever and ever, yeah, 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 yeah. Sports Radio 929thegame.com. I promise you this earlier. Tell everybody what we're listening to and why we're doing this, Sam. Because we lost Toby Keith this week. He was a great fan of Oklahoma basketball. Right. This is on Wayman Tisdale's album. And he's saying a very white. Look at that. Oh, man. And he's doing a good job. Yes, he is. Yeah, man. All right. Rest in peace, Toby Keith. We started off the show talking about, I was talking about, I got a chance to work with him in Broken Bridges and him, Kelly Preston, Burt Reynolds, gone from that movie and just made me feel a certain kind of way. We played Adam Alexander's intro music, How You Like Me Now, earlier, but Sam said, I got one for you later in the show. I got one. Y'all ain't going to y'all don't know nothing, nothing about this. Nothing about and movies. he did. He surprised me with that. Yep. Listen, we, we have got... We got somebody from all about in Vegas. We do, and we listen, we, we're going to talk about something else, but nothing's more important than D. Orlando Ledbetter. What's going on? D-Led, good morning. D-Led, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Sam and Greg. <laughs> What's going on? You, uh, you you at one of them inexpensive breakfast spots? <laughs> uh, no, that's uh, that's that's next. <laughs> <laughs> what 
Well, what has the week been like out there for you? Yeah, been pretty busy, pretty busy week. Uh, a lot of uh, go, lot going on. Uh, um, Keith 49ers build up uh, to the big game. Roger Goodell. Uh, a lot of folks talking about Falcons coach Raheem Morris. Uh, and you know, yesterday uh, found we um, talked to Arthur Blank via a uh, conference call. So yeah, it's been a pretty busy week uh, preparing for the game and handling the Falcons beat here in Las Vegas. Were you surprised? Oh, I got about Usher. Yeah. Well, Usher. that's <laughs> yeah, and Usher too, if, right. if you run into him, tell him I said hello. I'm going to put that picture up there. Me meeting him downstairs and telling him what you know to consider singing. But um, have you had a chance to think about or, or maybe talk to? We have been speculating why Arthur Blank did such a deep dive in explaining why you know or, or the, address the comments about Bill Belichick asking for this and asking for that for the Falcons. But we were surprised that Arthur Blank talked about that in the way he did. Were you? Uh, no, that was what we wanted to talk about. I mean, that was the the greatest coach in our time was interviewed for the vacant job, and he didn't get it. So that that was newsworthy. Uh, that was my question. Direct question was, did you offer him the job? Uh, that was the big uh, uh, news item early in the week out here that Boomer Sison said he uh, – Heard from somebody else. Heard it through the grapevine. Mm-hmm. And right. that offered him the job. And so we need to clear that up. So uh, uh, the owner uh, was, was steadfast and that he didn't offer him the job. He did not ask for full control. So basically, he turned down the greatest coach of our time for Raheem Morris and, and offered him the job with the 21-38 and 38, uh, record as a head coach. So... He, he, he did have to explain that. Yeah. Spending time on the com hotline all the way from Vegas. He's up early for us this morning, folks. D. Orlando Ledbetter. And he is social. You can always find him at D. Orlando AJC at D. Orlando AJC. Talking with these teams this week, D. Led, what's the vibe you're getting uh, for who may come out on top in this game tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, um, you know, the 49ers are favored by two points. During the week, I haven't seen the latest line, but the vibe is, you know, hey, who's going to get Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl? That doesn't make good common sense uh, to the football fans. So, yeah, and, and then, you know, throw in that the practice at UNLV and uh, Georgia wide receiver Chris Crowley told me that soft surface, that hard on it, uh, you know, maybe. We are having some problems with D. Orlando Ledbetter and his connection. We'll try and get that fixed and, and bring the, him back. Uh, oh, there you go. Lions game or, the, uh, or they didn't stop it against the Packers either. So that the Chiefs make sense to the football people. Uh, D. Led, just to, uh, to let you know, you've been kind of cutting in and out, so we haven't heard everything you said. So we might have to cut this short. But before we do, we haven't a chance to talk to him, Sam, since the press conference and, and, and you know him being introduced. And I wanted to know what you thought – um, what was your takeaway from that news conference hearing from him and Terry Fontenot and the and the direction of this team moving forward? Yeah, it was a good uh, it was a good cheerleader type deal, rallying the uh, wag circling the wagons to you know try to get the fans behind uh, the new move and so forth. Uh, but yeah, Raheem's a great talker and a great quote, so he did a great job in that um, press conference. You know, one thing nobody asked, I wasn't there. 
because, um, you know, it was held 11 days late in the middle of Super Bowl week, so I usually cover Super Bowl. <laughs> but we had seven people there. That yeah. was fine. Uh, but nobody asked about defensive coordinator Jimmy Lake, who got fired from Washington for hitting a player and shoving him in the back. So we, that was about the only thing that didn't go answered. We'll get we'll get to that at some point here, I guess. But yeah, great job by him. Uh, you know, sharing his vision for for the uh, future of the franchise and addressing the quarterback issue that's staring him in the face. Yeah, yeah. What about you? You usually gather um, a, a number of members of the media together for an event. When we was here in Atlanta, it was a very nice evening and dinner we had over at Pascal's. Did you, were you able to do that this week? No, it, it, today, Sam, uh, they're calling it Uncle d Liz kickback. We're going to meet at a black-owned restaurant here um, from 3 to 5, a little day party, Bill Roden's uh, uh, our kind of spiritual leader who's uh, uh, been doing this since way before I started covering the Super Bowls. And uh, every year we try to get all the members of the NABJ and uh, non-NABJ black uh, reporters from around the country together so they can meet each other and network and, uh, you know, tell stories and so forth. So, yeah, everybody's invited. We've made uh, Stephen A's probably going to pull up, Kimberly Martin of uh, ESPN. Uh, some of our, our good friends will more than likely pull up. And a lot of, uh, you know, we try to bridge the gap between the young and the old uh, reporters who are here. Uh, Jonathan Alexander mm-hmm. out of Houston is one of the young guys. My guy, Emmanuel Morgan, former AGC intern at New York Times. So we try to get the old folks to, you know, help the network with the young uh, black reporters in the nation here every year at the Super Bowl. Yeah, Steve, watch you get a chance to catch up with him. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to Steve. Steve's been invited, and uh, he's here working with NFL Network. Uh, yeah, he's a regular also. Love me some Kimberly Martin. Yeah. Love me some Kimberly Martin. <laughs> Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com with D. Orlando Ledbetter. What do you make of the speculation one way or the other about if Andy Reid wins this when he walks off into the sunset? And, and when you think about it, I mean, the guy's going to tap dance into the Hall of Fame, but – we were talking earlier, he's had two really successful careers, but the first one, he just never got it across the finish line in Philadelphia. But what he's done here in Kansas City, were he to win this one, is a Hall of Fame is a Hall of Fame coaching career in and of itself. Do you think that this, you know, chances of him leaving if he gets this win? Yeah, he didn't sound like it this week, and um, that might be a disguise, but we've seen some of the great coaches do that in this last year. You know, as uh, uh, Bill Jack got fired, but uh, Nick Saban retired out of nowhere. So, yeah, I certainly think it could be a possibility. But he's got it loaded up. This is before our last five Super Bowls, and he may want to keep it rolling. He didn't sound like he was ready to retire when he was presented with that question this week several times. Wow, not ready to go. Not quite ready to go. Who have you seen? Who's somebody you say, man, what are they doing out here? Or somebody you don't normally – because there's certain people you expect to see at Super Bowl. Any surprises this time? Well, no, I did see Issa Rae. That was, uh, uh, you know, uh, a stunner. You know, at least I know who she is, so insecure. My kids have turned me on to that. But, yeah, Michael Vick's out here. Matt Ryan was at the Legends party. He's working for CBS, so it was interesting seeing him in his new role. 
but I haven't really been stargazing. Been mostly uh, locked into the to the preparation at the practices, and uh, I did have to go to Usher uh, and, and do that. But uh, haven't seen any uh, anybody other than Easter Ray, I believe. Wow. Okay. Well, that's nice. I yeah, mean, no, you you're in Vegas. I figure all kind of folks will be popping out at there. Well, and, the way and, and maybe they still will. Yeah, you he still got a chance for that. It was the way he said that, though. I had to go to Usher. <laughs> like, most people will rush to see Usher. You ain't sound like you had to go to that press conference. I'm looking forward to seeing how he incorporates Atlanta, because he made a point of saying that, Atlanta into this halftime show. Yeah, that was a big part of the story we wrote. Um, you know, him representing for Atlanta. You know, he said he brought Atlanta to Vegas, and he's going to put that in the show. All right. Look forward to have that. What does D. Orlando Ledbetter do once the Super Bowl is done? This is the questions that we get. He's waiting at the airport. What? <laughs> it's going to be man to man to run to the airport. I meant, is what, what is he awesome. doing? What is where is he writing? Where is he teaching? Oh. What does he do? Where where can folks you know? He's teaching and getting ready for combine. Well, I was asking him, not you. Yeah, I don't want him to tell that. It, it never stops for this man. Go ahead, ahead D. Led. Yeah, yeah Sam. Sam got it right. Yeah, we're teaching. Uh, we'll go over my notes on the Super Bowl on Wednesday at the University of Georgia. Uh, we're working on play-by-play and stats. Uh, then, you know, it's on to the combine. They start to get ready. It doesn't stop anymore. It's no offseason. Then you go uh, to the draft. And uh, the Falcons don't have too many camps this year with a new coach. We'll get ready for that. And OTAs and offseason programs, quarterback watch. Uh, finish up the semester, and then kind of about time May and June rolls around, we'll get a little time to kick back and, and uh, enjoy, uh, uh, you know, the town and, uh, you know, start working on my garden. <laughs> ah, see, yard work. I love that about him. Love that about him. D-Led, as always, we can't thank you enough for getting up and being a part, really getting up this morning. Yeah, man. We appreciate <laughs> you getting up early. And, and, and joining and, us, and, man. And now you can go find out affordable breakfast because that's the, – the, the meals are so cheap out there because everybody's – Money's gone at the roulette table. <laughs> yeah, what's your... Yeah, that's right. Do that's you, right, do, Sam. Do, I'm going to do that. Sam and Greg, and thanks for having me on the show this morning. As always, dear All Orlando right. Ledbetter. Travel safely, buddy. All right, two more things. All righty. You too. Take care. All right. All right. Well, ask him, what, is, what do you think D-Led's game is? <clears throat> if, if, he, if he walks into the casino... I'm trying to think. I don't remember what he plays. And when we hung a couple of times... You don't in, play in, nothing. In... in, 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 right? um, in um, in New Orleans, okay, you know, but I, I forget what I forget what what he, what he played. And you don't play anything, really. You Not you much. keep your money in your pocket. Yeah, I might make a little something. I watch for I watch more than anything. I jump in. Let's see that. I'm a roulette man. Shout out to our own Dr. Maria Boynton. She's about to be the keynote speaker. Uh, one o'clock today down in Griffin. She's at Mount Zion Baptist Church in Griffin for the 111th Founders Day of the uh, Griffin. Area alumni chapter of Delta Sigma Theta, which she is a proud Delta Sigma Theta uh, sorority incorporated member. So uh, Maria's going to be the keynote speaker on that one o'clock. I am the MC tonight for USTA Georgia uh, Awards tonight of JW Marriott seven o'clock. I'll be over there. All right. Well, we got preseason uh, soccer action. Atlanta United at Tampa Bay pregame kick. Uh, excuse me, pregame at two, kick at three, and Hawks versus Houston tonight. Pregame seven o'clock. Tip at 7.30. Mr. Crenshaw and I will be back tomorrow morning. And if for whatever reason you can't get in front of a TV, we have got the Super Bowl, Super Bowl right here. Coverage starts at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Kick at 6.30. So we got your Super Bowl Sunday covered for you. Just remember, 
Ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow is a amateur day. It's one of those that Sam and I talk about. Be very, very careful out there. All right? A lot of folks out there partying in ways that they don't normally do. Mm-hmm. Noel, thank you very much for everything. Thank you. For the rest of you, again, 6 until 9. It'll be Sam and I tomorrow morning. John Fricky's up next. Have a great day. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you in the Odyssey app. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.